Hello, welcome to Garblad Games, and we are back on the edge of the Emperor's Light. Welcome back to episode two of On the Edge of the Emperor's Light. I'm Lawrence, your Games Master for the moment. And soon enough, we'll go around and get everyone to introduce themselves now they've all met and know each other. If you don't know what we mean, please go back and have a look at episode one. You'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> but before we do, just a quick reminder to that. Please, please, please go and have a look at Garblag Games and our social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you're watching this on YouTube, please if you're interested, we've got a podcast, and if you're listening on the podcast, if you get the chance, go and have a look at YouTube to see all of the mad things that we actually do. Um, as well as that, there's the Discord, which has got lots of interesting Conversation. conversations about all sorts of things going on. It's really busy at the moment. It's kind of hard to keep up with everyone. <laughs> yeah, there is quite a bit. And of course, just a quick reminder, there is our, the Patreon for Garby Games as well. There's mm -hmm. lots of stuff on there at the moment. There's a new adventure locations just come out. Yep, that and Pete's, Pete's podcast. And the new podcasts that Pete's been doing. And, of course, there's stuff on Redbubble and DriveThruRPG that's all related as well. Yep. And links are below. All the links are below. Please go and have a look at it. Also, a couple of shout-outs as well. There's to our wonderful um, sponsors, the Thornless Rose, co uh, creators of all sorts of things, lasers and leathers and... There's a dice trailer. Stuff. Interesting uh, things for paraphernalia for wargaming, role playing, LARPing, all sorts stuff. Go and check those out. And as we discovered, a quick link to one of our friends in the studio <laughs> who has uh, your own YouTube channel with all sorts of fun and interesting musical stuff made by yourself. So. Go check that out as well. There is some stuff that feels very, very fitting for. <laughs> I think there might yeah. be some, some stuff in the Yeah, watch yeah. the space. Yeah. <laughs> so please, please go and have a look and see what else is happening around the Garblad Games and our friends at the moment. And without further ado, starting on my left. It's always me first, isn't it? <laughs> always me. Uh, hi, I'm John. I'm playing Gift. Ah! Griff Gadarin, <laughs> his name wrong. Imperial Guardsman. Uh, I'm Mark, I'm playing Bug, I am a tech priest. I'm Sam, I'm playing Galva, and I'm Scum. <laughs> So's the character. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Roger, I am playing uh, Lex Fortis, the Arbitrator. Hi, I'm Liam, and I'm playing Gaius, the Cleric. So, after last time... We left after the first full meeting of the team, although it was a slightly interesting meeting with um, at least one of the members being carried out by uh, due to um, unconsciousness. unconsciousness. I got tasered! Yes. <laughs> Could have I been think the worse. unconsciousness was actually my fault. Wasn't it the... Wasn't it the uh, well, there was... The back screech. The back screech. finished the fall, the feedback screech. Then the taser end. a busy episode Are one. Are you tasered? Yeah. Oh. Yep. Oh, no, it wasn't exactly tasered. Oh, no, was, was it... Uh, it was drugs? more sort of... Injectivile. <laughs> full of... Well, full it of. could have been worse. You could have been shot. Probably <laughs> the first time. Well... It has been 
around about eighteen months now okay. since you since um, you were all finally together, and we closed with you be with you uh, leaving the uh, the warehouse. Mm-hmm. In that time, you have been working. Work it. You've been working and training under the auspices of the Inquisition at the main Inquisition, main Inquisitional um, Castellium, the sort of local Inquisitional headquarters for the planet you're on. You have had individual assignments in that time. You've been working together. You've got to know each other a little bit. Um, I'm sure we'll find out how that's worked out as we go along. <laughs> but you have all been called to, um, for the first time in a few months, you've all been called together to a briefing room deep in the bowels of the, Inquis- of the Inquisitional headquarters. You are a good 30 or 40 levels down in one of the, uh, one of the deep, deeper briefing rooms. And as each of you enters... The room's dark. It's lit. This what particular room is actually is lit by actual burning braziers, mm. rather than the normal sort of slightly fizzing glow globes and lighting that's normally done. It's dark. It's a little bit smoky. The only actual non-firelight is a spotlight on a, down onto a central table where there are six seats. Two down each side, one at each end. Uh, and there is... You can, as you can, you can hear the sound of movement at the edges of the room and you catch glimpses of dark-clad servitors, the sort of machine men, servants of the Imperium, wandering around, sort of moving in and out of what appear to be drapes or banners or tapestries at the edges of the room. And you can hear the gentle buzz of equipment. There's a definite hum of equipment in the background. Mm -hmm. Each of your seats is marked. And as you take your seat, you can... There's this strong smell of incense in the air. It's a little bit... It's almost a little bit harsh on the back of your throat. It's quite almost painful as it seems that it's been chucked into all of the burning <laughs> sensors around the room. You're you're sat talking quietly amongst yourselves for a minute or two after the last of you enters mm-hmm. and the doors have closed when a voice goes Good, you're all here on time. Excellent. And from sort of a, cor- a shadowy corner of the room a figure you've become quite used to seeing takes his seat at the head of the table. This is a gentleman, mid-height, dark suit, clipped hair, goatee beard. I'm sure you all remember him. This is your interrogator. This is who has this is effectively your handler. He's an interrogator of the Inquis- interrogator of the Inquisition, which is means he is effectively an inquisitor's apprentice. He's his right-hand man. You have not yet met the inquisitor that he works for. He has been dealing with you. Any attempts to ask about the inquisitor have been 
gently deflected off, going, that's information that you don't require for this mission. Mm-hmm. But he, sit, he sits down and goes, he sits down and looks around the table. You've all done well. Your individual assignments we have been pleased with. You have all proven yourself to be acceptable agents of the Inquisition. However, something has come up that is going to require you to work together once again. We have a problem in the lower sinks of the hive. There is a new sect of the Imperial Creed is gaining momentum there. So far, it has not shown any great deviation from the standard Imperial Creed. However, in the area that has taken greatest hold, strange things have been occurring. We have had reports of disappearances. We have had reports of strange murders unlike anything seen elsewhere in this region before. We have also heard there have also been rumours of possible dissension. It seems that this sect may be at the bottom of it, or at least related in some way. At this point, the Inquisition does not feel it needs to move openly against them. If they are what they purport to be, simple, emperor-fearing members of his dominion, then there is no reason for us to be involved further. Disappearances and murders are the province of the local enforcers or the Adeptus Arbites. This is not something the Inquisition needs to waste its time on. However, if they are involved and there is significant deviation, it is a matter that we must look into. There is a dark feeling Some of our astropaths have been getting strange visions in their sleep. Some of our sanctioned psychers have been getting feeling dark and dangerous feelings while reading the Emperor's Tarot. This is why we feel it necessary to investigate. It has been decided that you, your team, will be set the task of investigating this. He leans forward and presses something on the table. He leans forward and taps it several times. (laughs) After a few seconds, he whacks the table and a blue glow starts to suffuse the top of the table. And from it, a holographic figure starts to form... It's a little bit fuzzy around the edges. The clarity's not brilliant, but at least it's working. This is the man known as Shepherd Darius. He appears to be the leader of this new sect. He is an off-worlder. He appears to have arrived here in the last... some point in the last... four standard solar years. We haven't, however, we have only become aware of him in the last nine months. He has, in that time, set up a small church in the Undersinks and has began as a simple 
relief effort to the poorer parts of the under sinks of the city. However, as time has gone on, he has been gaining more and more momentum. He has create he has found converts to his particular worship of the emperor, and not only has it grown in the Undersinks, more and more of his people are starting to be seen in the higher levels of the city, and there is even talk amongst the spire population of the nobility that w- that support for his cause would be a good way of keeping or doing work in the Emperor's name in the lower parts of the Hive. Not something that has before come to our attention in this particular location. The nobility generally have not in the past shown much interest in the, in the denizens of the Underhive and the Undersinks. It could simply be a good man with a good message. However, these disappearances are worrying. They are all centred in the area where his ministry first started, and the murders are more seem to have certain ritual elements to them. Of such any we have gained the records for these, they will be made available to you, as will the information on the disappearances. However, what we need you to do is go into the Underhive, discover if there is anything behind this church, or if it is as innocent as it seems, root out whatever may be there, and if there is nothing more to find than simple gang violence, we will return this to the Arbites and allow them to deal with it themselves. However, I feel there is more. I trust you to find whatever it may be. I have placed an inquisitional safe house in the Undersinks at your disposal. Equipment and vehicles are available at that location, should you require them. If you need further, send communication through the standard channels that you've all that you've all known from your previous assignments. I trust you to undertake this work swiftly and with the minimum required knowledge of your status there. Some of you have your own positions. If you wish to make use of them, that is fine. However, unless necessary, please do not make this an overt inquisitional inquisitional mission. If this is a simple church, we would not wish to antagonise the population of the Undersinks by making it appear that we are simply that we are hunting a good, God-fearing man of the Emperor, if that is what he is. Good luck. May the Emperor protect. He makes the sign of the Aquila across his chest and stands up and makes to leave. I will return the the sign making the sign of the Aquila and repeat: the Emperor protects. The Emperor protects. Yeah, as he as he turns round, uh, as he's about to leave, he goes, "Oh, any information is ava- any information you require is available through the slates on the table." At which point he uh, he presses something at his waist, and from the table a, sp- a piece slides back, and five data slates sort of slide up out of the table. 
If you require further information, I have given you permission for level 5 access to the Inquisitional Archives. Yoink. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> At which point he sort of vanishes into the background. I will take one of the data slates. As yeah. will I. <laughs> I think we all take a data slate. How are we planning to get down to the Underhive? I'm assuming there are standard routes that we would take. Yeah, take a so long time. Data slates. Um, yeah. There are. You have scroll. scroll. <laughs> the data slates do have permission to um, permission to for either local transport uh, local transport passes down to that area of the Underhive, or permission to requisition a vehicle from the vehicle pool of the Inquisitional. We should probably um, requisition one. Uh, but the public transport would be less suspicious. Not if we're if all in an inquisition vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have anybody who's able to use a, a vehicle? Or would it come with a... I can drive. I can drive quite well. Yeah. Um, I'm just yeah. If we all try and get on the Airbus and dance <laughs> the Underhive wearing carapace armour, I think it might look suspicious. I'm assuming we can requisition robes. It's standard, standard equipment, standard sort of stuff like that is it will, will be available to you. Um, the vehicles that you can, the, in, the vehicle pool includes such things as cargo trucks, battered transports, effectively a battered, okay. battered cargo vans uh, and stuff like a that. A war wagon, excellent. That sounds like what we need. There, cool. There Let's is, go and find <laughs> our battered up old van. The, the data slate also contains the information for. The safe house, the safe house location, access codes, and a sort a certain amount of the inventory that is standard issue. We should probably stop by the um, safe house first. I, it's, I'm assuming there's stuff about the murders and all that sort of stuff. The the, the Arbites reports are also available on there, both the disappearances and Arbites uh, local um, enforcers. enforcers reports on. The murders and um, the uh, sort of disappearances. Yeah, Inf- what any information that that information is available. Mm-hmm. Um, it also has the names of the the local officers involved uh, and the local sort of some information on the local precinct, uh, enforcer precinct for that area, and what little is known of the uh, what little is officially known of the differences between. The two between this new religion and the standard Imperial Creed. Are there any Arbites within the Underhive? Actual Arbites? There are. There are no Arbite precincts. They are all above the Underhive level. Um, however, there are periodic patrols um, into the Underhive by the full Arbites. Although there are very few realistically stationed on this world. Yeah. Okay. I think that well, there are there's a grand total of about fifteen worldwide. For reference, what world are we on? Like, have <laughs> we moved from where we were? No, you are on the same. Okay. you are on the same world that you were on. Cool. Okay. What's happened since the um, the Pope guy died? Oh, the cardinal. <laughs> cardinal, yeah. Um, there has been a certain amount of. Um, there has been a certain amount of factional infighting while a new uh, successor has been appointed 
um, by the various um, cathedrals of the of the of this world, uh, and also petitions from external sources, mm-hmm. other worlds, other parts of the system. A new one has been ordained about four months ago, okay. um, and there is already talk of them, and there is already the beginnings of a memorial being built outside the Grand Cathedral on the spot he was killed. Hmm. Do we all need to stay together in one group, or could can we separate and some go and speak to the law enforcers and some go and if investigate them? The... Yeah, if that's what you want to do. Well, maybe some of us should go and join one of these sermons and listen to mm. what they're saying, mm. and the other people should go and speak to the law enforcers. As... <laughs> <laughs> uh, as my uh, stormtrooper friend is talking, uh, Griff, I will look square at Galba when he's saying maybe one of us should listen in. <laughs> so, so we um, mount up, and as um, as we drive down to the Underhive, we can finish looking through all this data stuff. Sounds like a good idea. We should also go requisition some robes and coveralls, so we're a bit Probably less obvious. So. Yeah, I probably, probably not much. Hey, you're, um, you're probably all right. Yeah, these robes that we yes. wear, yeah. you have replaced. Them. Are these robes that we can wear over the top of our armor? Uh, in Big your ones. case, you're, you're probably already wearing. You're yours. probably fine. I'm kind of made yeah. of armor. Well, in your case, tech priests are expected to be robed, robed, oh, and we can't really a, hide what you are, and often a bit, <laughs> uh, and often expected in places that you wouldn't normally. They keep they the Imperium kind of running. Tech priests just go around all over the place. <laughs> yeah, the, your appearance would not would be unusual, but not unexpected. Okay, so are these guys gonna have to change it out of their armor to put. Probably, robes on? we'd probably have to take our helmets off. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Carapace is quite bulky. I doubt you could hide under a robe. <laughs> I managed it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you even look bulky. <laughs> um, so we just go to the safe house and see what's there first. That can be our first job. Um, sure. Um, and yeah. within the uh, data slate, is there co- like contact com information for arbites and enforcers? There isn't any com information, but there is the location of the local precinct and the officer in, that has been in charge of the the cases for the disappearances and the murders. Okay. Okay. Um, before we leave the main building, can I go to the inquisitorial archive? Um. I want to look up, uh, well, A, if we've got that information, the contact mm-hmm. data, um, and also if there's any history of any strange sex being in this on this world prior to this. And Did you say sect? Sect. <laughs> sect. Sect. Yes. Yes. sect. I thought he in said something sex. different to yours, <laughs> which could still link to what this is, but we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, the, particularly if they've got any similarities, having looked at the, what the differences are on the data slate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's time for that. The um, that's a title for you, though. Strange sect. <laughs> the uh, the rest of you, if you want, you've got time to collect whatever equipment you need from your own chambers within the the precinct within the precincts of the inquisitorial headquarters. And um, if you want, if you're likely to be the driver of this, you can go and prep the vehicle. Ah, yes. Uh, it, they, there's basically a Three axle, six wheeled cargo. You could probably come vehicle. and help me prep the vehicle. <laughs> as you, you're yeah. the tech priest. Utility Mac and draw it to the rescue. 
Yeah. Oh, they've had some cowboys in here. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm gonna need a pot for that, mate. Uh, don't worry, just waft some sacred incense over. It'll be fine. Uh, yeah. Wafting. Give it a good wafting. Yeah, I'd probably be more interested in the disappearances than talking to the local <laughs> law enforcement. Understandably. Um, also Do we... quite interested in just talking to the the priest. Really? Yes, like, the priest. Okay. Well, we're all there. falling into this quite nicely, <laughs> aren't we? Team priest. <laughs> Do we know what uh, equipment is available to us to... Um, there is a certain... The safe house has a supply of... Stand, has a small weapons cache and ammunition. Okay. Uh, it also has... It also has acceptable clothing for the region, so anyone there can blend in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has food and it has food and rations, etc., available to keep uh, a team running for several months if necessary. Mm. Um, and while it is basically a a standard, a, it's a it's a hab within a hab block. It is um, fully soundproofed and has inquisitorial level security um, quietly and not obviously installed. Mm. There's enough, there's also enough space for a team of up to 10 people, so. Ah, bunk beds. <laughs> Apart from that, it has all the standard facilities that an Imperial have habitation sort of would have for a, a, a re- relatively largish number of people. Cool. So, you want to go to the archives quickly? Yep. Um, the information for that, for, for the Arbite, uh, for the Enforcer precinct is available. Perfect. Uh, that's not too difficult to find. That's a fairly simple search. Mm-hmm. Um, the servitor that assigns itself to you for your while you're in the archives one of the library sort of librarian servitors um states that the inf- the inf- that there is considerable information that there is information available on uh all known sects imperial heretical and nonconformist on this world the uh, information availability is within your level of security clearance, mm-hmm. and uh, you got. <laughs> and um, can be made available to you uh, within three to five solar rotations. <laughs> please fill out, please please fill out the forms and return them to the head library to the to the head arc to the head to the head of archive searches to begin your request. I will complete the forms <laughs> with my common... Oh, no, you can't hand that in. You haven't completed eight form B. I'll have you know I've got common law administratum. <laughs> I can do a form. <laughs> so Which before means... you finish out eight form B, you need to finish eight form 7B. I've got a stamp and everything. <laughs> that form doesn't exist anymore, but you still have to fill it out. Well, it does at least mean that you can probably fill it out correctly and they won't be sending it back to you in three to five days asking you for further clarification. <laughs> I don't give forms. God bless the administrator. 
The true heroes of the Imperium. <laughs> they keep everything running bureaucratically and slowly, but running. But running. Yep. You'll get your ammo eventually. You may be dead, but you'll get it. The ammo will arrive. <laughs> At some point, sometime. At some point, sometime. Uh, Any bureaucracy. Your requ- your request is accepted and noted, uh, and it is stated that the information can the information will be routed to you via secure terminal at your at the uh, house. at the location that has been assigned to you. Excellent. All right. Um, can I contact the whoever the judge or senior arbitra- arbite, actual arbite, not enforcers, mm. on the planet. Uh, you can. Um, um, you can request a, a either a meeting, a comm, or you can send a, a message. I will request a comm, because we're probably both quite busy individuals. I do have peer adeptus arbites. Fair enough. So you can make contact through standard inquisitorial channels to that office. Um, your request is noted. Give me a test on your uh, Adeptus Arbites thing. So here's a talent, which means Pierce I get plus talent. ten when dealing with them. them. Yep. Um, I do also have Common Law Adeptus Arbites plus twenty. So test on that then. You can have the plus ten for your talent as well. Yes. And that's um, on your, I'm guessing, intelligence so or fellowship. So two degrees of success is on intelligence. Two degrees of success. The uh, Your request is met with um, with, a, with a polite reassurance that y- you will be contacted as soon as, 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 soon as he is available. Um, they expect that to be at, they expect that to be at some point later today. Uh, it will be on a particular channel. Please keep this channel available. Thank you. It's kind of pretty quick, considering he's a very busy individual. Is it a judge? It isn't a judge. It I, the senior the senior arbite the senior ranking arbite on this world is a arbite. Is a arbite uh, captain to the ranking page. To the ranking page, because this is the ranking that he's actually aiming for. Uh, is a magistrate. Oh, excellent! Fantastic. All right. Okay. Oh, I will then rendezvous with the others. Fair enough. I'm taking. You're taking a look at the the van, the transport, yeah, the war wagon. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a sort of fairly scuffed up, um, looking sort of standard cargo vehicle, sort of one that could be carrying almost anything around the hive. This one's definitely a little looks worse for wear, but a quick once over by you makes it clear that this vehicle is in perfect working condition. Just looks. It looks. It looks yeah. scratched and dented. You could make the castle run in twelve past six. I tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks scratched and damaged. Um, it's sort of dust encrusted, and there's it, there's sort of oil. It looks like it's. Sort of, 
it, to be perfectly honest, it looks like it's probably was been used for transporting wild beasts. No goods. Uh, it right, looks, big lizards. <laughs> it looks like it's been uh, basically a, a standard sort of Good goods vehicle. So is this a land? Basically, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I think of basically, it looks a little bit like an old uh, army, uh, like a fully enclosed sort of army truck. I'm imagining like the thing in Aliens, the little <laughs> like, smash through the doorway. We're not that advanced. No, no, no not that's, quite. That's oh, a man. tank. That will come later. <laughs> <laughs> no, you haven't got one of those. You basically, you've got the equivalent of an army truck. Oh, I see. Right. Or uh, <laughs> something, <laughs> that, something like the cross between an army truck and a white panel van. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Nice. But it, it looks like it's been possibly chugging around, hauling stuff for the best part of a century. Is there a navigation system in the car? In the car? There is a basic one, yeah. It's called a map. It's a map. <laughs> no, there is a basic navigational system. Cool. Um, I will key in where we're going. There is also... Um, there is also uh, a couple of um, unobtrusive-looking switches... <laughs> Fire the machine guns. <laughs> one of which, if you activate it, um, one of which causes um, armoured plates to drop down on the cab windows, and one of them releases a small hidden compartment in the flatbed of the truck that is uh, would I hold probably a couple of holdalls or. Cool. A smuggling compartment. Two, two, or, two or three, um, two or three, well, like three or four sort of longer las weapons, or you might be able to stuff a suit of carapace armor in there if you fold it, if you packed it. I think we should open that and see if there's anything in it now. <laughs> there is nothing in it. It is kind oh, of rubbish. So what? we'll we'll do our pre-flight checks, even though we're not flying. <laughs> I will float around, occasionally harassing them, but generally just judging and reading my data slate. Having looked through the data slate. Yep. What would um, you like to do? Pray to the god heaven. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need Prepare data myself slate. to meet this uh, other cleric. I want to um, remove any armour and remove anything that would be remotely... To- Odd to out of place. Suspicious. Yeah, yeah you, you can remove Basically. any sort of symbols of the Inquisition from about yourself, something that many of you may wish to do. And um, file it off my arm. I don't know. If, well. there's a, if there's a certain <laughs> amount of weaponry that would be considered suspicious, then I might have <laughs> dropped some of the weaponry. You can... I mean, not the safe house, Not having maybe. enough is also suspicious. It's probably safe yeah. to take it with you to the safe house. Mm-hmm. Um, you can... What you're wearing... You are a priest of the of the Imperial Creed. Mm. You can turn up almost anywhere, and people will generally be happy to see you. And we can be your hired muscle. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is this is the plan. Glad you. Um, you can. Um, there are plenty of chapels throughout the thing as well. If you wish to take to prayers before you leave. Yeah. Um, and beyond that, you, if you wish to leave behind anything that you think is too ornate, then it can be left in your... Um, can I study any chapels or anything, anything that's known about places that were in that area? Where you, is, there is um, a certain amount of information on the data slate about yeah. the day area. Mm. There have been... There have been... There are chapels in that area. 
all of them follow the standard um the standard creed for the planet there hasn't, as far as there seems to be, there hasn't been no previous sign of unorthodoxy mm. about the religion in that area. Although there isn't a huge amount of organised imperial um, ecclesiarchy, ecclesiarchal worship set up in that area. It tends to be travelling missionaries or local, mm. locally trained priests some cases who are passing the knowledge on to an initiate that they pick from their own congregation there isn't necessarily fully ordained priests in a lot of these chapels they are often local self-taught or one priest missionaries who have been trained off-world or in the mm. great cathedrals who've decided to go amongst the poorer populace and make them their their, their okay. sort of flock yeah um but Generally, this world has been a very stable one in terms of religion, having it home to a cardinal, mm. it being a, a cardinal world of the ecclesiarchy to a certain extent, means that there is quite a strong watch, an oversight on it. Okay. And having an inquisitorial fortress on it as well does help that along the way. So it's quite unusual to see any significant deviation from normal practices of faith um are there any robes that would look ecclesiarchal or uh, and or uh, tech priesty uh, as in mechanicum mm. that could be used to effectively disguise say a couple of people in carapace armor as bodyguards of either one priest or another or both depending on what robes we're wearing really don't want to take your carapace armor off do you <laughs> well it could be ways that we could go around if armored if we need to mm. um such things can be made of are available if necessary um amongst the inquisition is one of the few places where you might find such robes have an availability that no one's going to look in askance if you ask for them so yes, there are. Okay, well I will get them just in case. Fair enough. So I'm assuming you're all meeting up at the at the track, the fun fun bus. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you if you're sort of there are sort of servitors wandering about. If you need any last minute things, they can, there is the ability to do it. But watch them suspiciously. <laughs> Recaf. That a, is available. A lot of recap, so we can have <laughs> can it. We have a cup of tea thing. before we go. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm go do I need to roll for that? <laughs> no, I can just have tea. You oh, can wow. have tea. What, what time to be alive, eh? <laughs> you probably got a little tea dispenser. It comes out, you make it in. I, I think we may have established that last episode. Actually. I think I do have a tea mac and dry. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, so yes, we get in the fun bus um, and head off. Ease on down the road. The journey. The early part of the journey is fairly easy. Is easier going. You're in the still in the sort of mid levels of this hive, which means that while there's plenty of movement of vehicles and traffic, it's Organized. not as <laughs> quite. It's, it's a bit more organised. Everything's a little bit better kept. It's Everything works. It's not as cramped. Um, but as you start to have to go deeper down, you are getting into the deeper, older parts of the hive the, the central spinal transit tunnels and they are busy they're fully enclosed a lot of the time these are fully enclosed 
passing through different levels of the hive. There's lots of vehicles, there's lots of vehicles throwing out lots of fumes, and a lot of the extractor fans don't necessarily work. I have a face mask! <laughs> it's starting, it's, you can smell that smell of Prometheum fuel in the air, badly burnt Prometheum fuel in the air. Lovely. It's that smell of a malfunctioning flamer to you. It smells like it's not burning properly. And it's I love the smell of Prometheum in the morning. <laughs> and the deeper you the deeper you get, the worse this gets, the heavier the fumes get, you're starting to get it's starting to get a bit smoggy and dark. The lighting systems are, are sort of more flickery, you're getting less light out of them. And as you get deeper into these transit tunnels, you're starting to see less big vehicles and more ones that look like they're basically being held together, not by the ministrations of any tech priest, but by Hope's Dreams and possibly duct Duct tape. tape. (laughs) Um, Duct tapes are available. (laughs) (laughs) But it's basically being held together largely by hopes and prayers to the Emperor. The um, or something as all good vehicles should be. <laughs> um, they're often smaller, um, older marks of vehicle as well. Some of these look like they've been quite possibly been running for centuries rather than decades. In the Imperium, things are kept working until they break, and once they're broken, they're often fixed and keep working again, including people, including people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're important enough. Yeah. Um, or a servitor. Or if you're not. <laughs> yeah. do, we need, do we need to be doing anything about these fumes and things? That are, um, do we need to put down I, our, no, our I'd, shots of things? I'd say that's a pretty insignificant problem for us. Yeah, for, especially for you. You've probably got reinforced breathing to the point where I think I the, the smog is not going to worry you, really. This sort of thing is its just... Oh, this is This is sort of... Imagine the worst that you can possibly get at the, this point in all the sort of smogs and things that you get in really industrial city. Motorway traffic jam while your windows are open. In a tunnel. In a, in a tunnel. In a tunnel, <laughs> in a tunnel <laughs> with lorries around you. <laughs> You're passing through areas that are industrial as well. You've got the sort of... You've got manufactories kicking out smoke and fumes and all sorts of other things. And all of this is in fully enclosed... Like locations, there are huge arcing domes, thousand like tens of kilometers across, that are just a layer in this structure of the city, and you're gently spiraling your way down further and further and deeper and deeper into the city, and it everything's getting older. You can see there are points where you can see cables and trunking along the walls that is has obviously not been looked after. It's starting to rot. You can see things are disconnected. You lights are less likely to be working. And generally, there's this sort of slightly gritty feeling in the air, as though this air has been recycled over and over and over again, and it doesn't get refreshed very often. If anyone, if anyone's got any sort of common law of the Imperium or. If you're from a hive world, if you're from a hive, you're used to this. You know that often fresh air is a commodity on on hive worlds. In some cases, it only gets refreshed if you're in a fully enclosed location. It only gets refreshed every couple of thousand years, and beyond that, it's just scrubbed through machinery that's probably 
hundreds of thousands of years old. It's not a nice place. It's it's starting to it's 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 also as you further as you're going down, it's starting to feel cold. It's starting to feel in some in places it's colder, where you're coming in some cases through locations that are huge spaces that are now completely empty, quiet. There's loads of buildings, it's all deserted. And in other places you're passing through that are furnace hot, where there are lots of manufactories. You sometimes come out of tunnels into domes or areas where the heat is almost getting unbearable as you pass through lots of manufactories. But after four hours, five hours worth of travelling, you come out into a very a large dome. This must cover probably a third of the entire width of the city at this level. Mm-hmm. You are now almost down to what would be the planetary surface. Mm-hmm. To give you an idea, Pretty you are almost at the very beginnings of the building of this of this city. Ooh, under hive. You, you, you're all, you're on that edge between what was the original open air city of the world and what might have been dug beneath it. That's the sort of level you're at. And you open out and it's it's a very grey world. You've got there are huge up in the up in the very heights of this dome that's probably three quarters of a mile high, this dome. It's just got the beginnings of clouds forming inside. Um it's damp the airfield's kind of damp and a bit cold. It's gritty, and you can you can smell the sort of water. There is definitely water, sort of a watery, damp smell, just generally in this place. The whole thing is sort of crumbling concrete, rockcrete buildings, high rise, twenty like fifteen twenty story blocks of buildings with the odd manufactory and sort of shops and things built into the bases of them and while there's not a huge amount of traffic there's lots of vehicles like yours sort of gently grumble rumbling around but it seems the biggest thing you notice is there isn't that much vehicles but the number of people is huge there's lots of people on foot there are lots of people walking or moving around on foot i mean just as you put come out you come out into a a small square where other roads radiate off from the edge of the dome into the, the greater part of it. And there are probably a thousand odd people just in this sort of maybe quarter mile square square that you come into. And very quickly it becomes clear that this is a very low part of the city. These are probably some of the poorest parts of the Imperial citizenry. The clothing is largely industrial work suits or sort of very, very basic, simple clothing. In some cases, you can see there's quite a lot of injured beggars as well around the place with injuries or subtle what could be mutations, but is probably more likely to be simple exposure to bad bad food, bad air for their entirety of their lives. This is not a <clears throat> this is a a very grey, grim part of the Imperium. But even so, you just looking around the buildings, you can see the remains of what was once 
finish architecture. There's still the odd gargoyle hanging slightly brokenly off of the corner of buildings. You can still see elements of fine architecture under the wooden boarding that covers <laughs> like other parts of buildings where walls have collapsed or holes have been knocked through in the past and never been rebuilt. It's it's a slightly even for you who have lived very in your uh, through your various lives quite harsh places in some cases of the Imperium. This is a depressing place to be. Mm -hmm. This is the Imperium at its most grindingly boring and grindingly sort of oppressive oppressive feeling. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, on the way down, given it was such a long drive, could I have been studying the data slate? Yes. Yes. Any of you who wish to have been studying your data slates during that time, there isn't a huge amount to do other than that and talk amongst yourselves, really. Oh, I don't know. When we get to about this kind of level, I'll be playing, you know, spot the A injury and B escape route. <laughs> <laughs> it's always yeah. good to know your exits. You, you drive, as you're driving through, you sort of, you see people watching, so sort of, you can see people dully watching the vehicle pass because mm -hmm. it's, as you go slightly further in, it's get less usual to see big vehicles like this mm -hmm. smaller ones yeah but this one's not as normal there's still plenty of them rumbling yeah. about so you don't draw attention to yourselves but you see the sort of odd people move out of its way because there's more people on the roads than there are vehicles at this point mm -hmm. but you do make it to the safe house which is um on the lowest level of a a hab block uh, and has access to a secure sort of garage space, mm -hmm. one of three or four that basically are the base of the block, that then has direct access into your section. There's a um, effectively a a little um, vox caster in the thing, and you've been given a code that will allow access to that location. How close is? that to any of the locations of either disappearances or murders or whatever? Um, you are probably... You're on, you're on the edge of a particular quarter mm -hmm. which was which is still known by the... Uh, which is still known by the name of the Emperor's Suffering. Mm -hmm. um, not... This actually comes from the earliest part time there's a little bit of history in your slate. This comes from the earliest period of the building on this world. Mm -hmm. And it was called that because this is the was the, the site of one of the early churches when the world was settled. And it was the Church of the Emperor's Suffering. And that area has been known by that name ever since, even though that church has long since gone. Mm -hmm. Long vanished. It's been built over, uh, quite possibly destroyed long before the the hive started to grow but everything is sort of everything that's been happening has been in this area and you're on the sort of one of the outer edges of it it's a two or three kilometer square area mm -hmm. that makes up one of the court one of the sort of radiating quarters from the edge of the dome in towards the center wow well Go into this uh, safe house. Yeah, I'm going to put the kettle on. <laughs> I'm Roll for fellowship. I want to check check the armory and see what they've got there. The armory has um, there. There are uh, ten las pistols with a reload each. Mm -hmm. 
There are three standard guard issue las guns. There are two what look like locally made uh, auto guns. I'll grab me one of those. And there are there's a small collection of um, sort of they're not combat knives, but they're big enough to be Bowie knives. Yeah, they're sort of locally made um, sort of either work large work knives or the sort of thing you'd expect sort of gang fighters to be carrying that sort of impressive grab one of those then sort of um, sort of <laughs> shank knife and some uh, ammo belts um, um, there is also a, um, a small collection of personal fighting implements as well so oh. brass knuckles punch daggers things like that easily concealable weaponry basically any armor there is no there is no armor um but there is are also a pair of stun battens in the armory as well cool with with um with recharge with sort of charged replacement uh power cells for those as well other than that there's fairly basic um guard level issue rations uh, available and a small sort of kitchen area to be able to prepare food, etc. Other than that, you've got hab rooms that have got two beds in each. There's five rooms because it's designed for ten people. So if you wish, there's enough space for each one room each. What? And they're all basically centred around a central, central communal area with rooms around it. And then the access is down into the um, vehicle bay. Um, what I'll do is I'll strip off my carapace armour um, until I'm down to combats and a vest. And then I'll put back on my weapon rig and attach the carapace armour shoulders. So it's just the shoulders, so it looks more like a ganger <laughs> with the bare arms and the big shoulders. And ammo belts around, auto garden, that big bowie knife. Um, I'll slip in my monofilament uh, bayonet into my boot so it's concealed. Yep. Um, and now I think I look like a ganger. <laughs> Some hired muscle. Uh, I may have a Cadian tattoo on my shoulder, but ignore that. It's not there. It would not be unusual around to necessarily see ex-guard tattoo, people with guard tattoos, etc. Sort of ex-guardsmen who have been demobbed and then haven't done very well outside. I might wrap a bandage around it so it looks like I've been wounded in combat. <laughs> uh. And then I'll come out and be like, how do I look? I'm a little underworld. Ooh, passed quite well. How does he look? Um, <laughs> he, he, could degrees. he could certainly pass for... He could certainly pass for a ganger. However... It would be... You haven't seen too many people dressed like him around as you've been driving, but... You're we are far from too off-world. clean. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll go and roll in some dirt then. You I'm know. sure five minutes out there I'll be fucking filthy. <laughs> you, you, know you know there's some clothes out, out there, right? It's all right. I'm comfortable wearing this. So. <laughs> uh, I've got this crappy auto gun, which I'll set about cleaning and dismantling. Fair enough. What are the rest of you going to do now you're here? Um, I'm also going to strip off my carapace, mm-hmm. like, but uh, 
would I could I keep my chest armor? Would that be unusual? It would just. I was. It would be oh, unusual yeah, to yeah. see uh, a priest in this yeah. area armored. Okay. They, yeah, the, the, your faith in the emperor is your shield yeah. <laughs> rather than a piece yeah. of carapace. However, that always helps. We are in a dogged area, so hence, yeah. hence why I can't keep I my last pistol because yeah. it looks too nice. I get rid of all of it <laughs> and just keep the stubber. Okay. <laughs> you know, um, with the robes and clothing available, would there be any that I could wear bits of my armour underneath, not the entirety? You probably won't get away with the helmet or the chest plate. Because the chair, carapace chest plates are quite bulky. bulky, but the outer lying sections, if you lose the chest and the shoulders and the helmet, the outer lying band braces are fairly close fitting, so you might be able to get away with those. All right, I'll do that. But well, on like quite a quite a big jumpsuit, and then put my coat on over that. Yeah, I've got a coat. I'm good. <laughs> You're good. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> and you don't I'm really, visually, aren't I? You, you yeah. don't really have to worry about priest. Can I, can I just check the um, hub that we're in just to make sure that we're you are secure, secure and yeah. that we're not gonna we're not we've not been bugged, we've not been yeah we've we're probably not been, been bugged, gonna be bugged able by to, the Inquisition. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's all right. But yeah, everything, all the doorways and the window, any windows are secure and yeah, you can make the rounds of the building. Okay. Um, it has been. Although from the outside it looks as rundown as everywhere else, inside it's obviously it looks it's been far fortified. better kept than the Habs would actually normally be. Uh, it's I'd, relatively clean. I'd probably be interested in joining you on that, <laughs> but for different reasons. Do you mean we? I'll take her. Outside. I would want to know where the best places to break in would be. Yep. Um and. The best points of like view from us on the inside, looking out to see where we've got blind spots. Ooh, yeah. Oh, did we secure the car as well? It's yeah. in a secure it's in car. Garage. It's in a secure. The um, the access oh, car gets nicked. <laughs> the there is no other access internally to the rest of the building mm-hmm. other than through that the garage where you come in. Mm-hmm. Most of these sort of buildings aren't particularly big on windows. Yep. Anyway, yeah. Um, they don't have big windows. They tend to have quite small shuttered with light grates apertures over with grates over them <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. So realistically, they're fairly difficult to get into anyway, unless they're mm. falling down. And this one's in obviously been kept in good condition because the Inquisition need mm-hmm. to use it. Um, so you're on already a, f- a story above the ground. There aren't big windows. Your only internal access is through that mm-hmm. shuttered. Bit. So that is your biggest point of security. And mm-hmm. um, there is, he, he tucked away within the main area, there is a, you're given access to the security systems. You've got the key, the access keys for those, which has four or five cameras around the building mm-hmm. looking out. And you've got effectively vid plates that are showing those and constantly, um, so you can see what's going on outside. Okay. And there is a security system which will electri- give that to you. <laughs> which will electrify <laughs> the main roller shutter, should Ooh. it be required. Nice. And there is also a security system which is marked as um main area main area access security. Uh which if you switch it on 
uh, warns you not to go down, basically down the stairs. Mm -hmm. So there is a security system covering the stairs stairwell as well. Cool. Um, when we were coming in, were there many people holding like weapons? Um, or carrying them, or you know, slung or whatever. There were There was a reasonable amount of. There were a reasonable amount of weapons. They weren't exactly openly carried, but you. There was as you your training, uh, certainly your training as an arbite and Griff's training as a guardsman. It's fairly obvious where people have maybe got have got shoulder rigs or have got. Pistols or blades hidden under coats or is that, tucked into. So is that standard for this region? Is that to be expected, or do we need to be concerned about that? Okay, it, right. This area is an area where you might expect gangs to exist. This is an area where you are close enough to the, the sort of very depths of it mm. that you never you never know what might sort of come up. You're close enough to the base of the to the to the underhive itself, where all sorts of things drain. The sort of stories about mutant attacks or sort of mad chaos murderers and things like that abound in these sort of regions, and in some cases it is just for self protection. A lot of people will carry something. The enforcers, although there is an enforcer precinct, so long as there isn't major trouble, there are. There is more than enough work for them to do without trying to police the entire place for weaponry. And in many parts of the Imperium, carrying a weapon is not illegal. Okay. okay. Um, so. So, so from my studying of the data slate, do I notice any kind of patterns in the killings, any kind of preferences? They're all within this area. And there is nothing outside. In fact, what is slightly strange is there is have been no records of any other suspicious deaths in this area, in this sort of this area outside of this particular section of it for the past year. So everyone comes here to do their murder. Yay! Yeah. That would that that piques your interest because that in an area like this, yeah, that's, that's weird. That's weird. You get this, the normal collection of accidents and uh, sort of age-related or medically related deaths, but actual killings, violent, and violent death seems to have completely. Seems to have dropped away to nothing outside of it, but all of the murder, all of the everything that's happened in there seems to have been more than just sort of local violence. It's some, it's it's definitely vaguely ritualized, and it seems to be contained to an area. The, Is there any geographical pattern within that? It doesn't seem to... There's nothing obvious. It's not like a central... Yeah, you're doing all the dots and it's an acrylic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you said the murders have ritual elements to them. Yeah. Anything specific? I mean, were uh, they done with particular yeah. weapons or...? They all seem to have been done... They all seem... All of the victims have been killed by um, a bladed weapon, either... And they all seem to have been deaths by exsanguination so they're all by blood loss so it's people who've had slit throats or vampires <laughs> slit throats or um sort of deep stab wounds to major arterial areas and it seems whoever's doing this knows how to drop someone by the greatest amount of blood loss in the shortest space of time. So this is, a trained, this is a trained person. <laughs> there, is, there is definitely a suggestion of 
some form of training, whether it's military or medical or something. Um, they also seem to have a thing for removing certain body parts. Hmm. Certain number of people, certain of them have had tongues removed. Some of them have had single like ears removed. And is there any pattern to which areas have which body parts? No, it's completely. It seems to okay. be largely random. There have been a few missing fingers, um, but no, nothing internal. Is, um, is there any? Is there any um, resemblance to cr- similar crimes committed in other areas or by by other known criminals? Is it? Could it be like copycat um, or? Uh, similarly, <laughs> for me, any heresies that I've heard of before with my forbidden draw heresy. <laughs> <laughs> what? There are, there are, there are known groups that do remove tongues and eyes as image as uh, certain sects for various reasons remove tongues and eyes as either windows into the soul or. Um, the the me- the vessels that take in and give out information, uh, similar that could relate to the ears, um, but this seems a bit random. It's not everyone has the tongue removed. Everyone has an eye removed. In some cases, the fingers could be to removing fingers could be to get at rings that they can't get off if it's for if they're robbing them as well. Have any of them had the same body part removed, is it, or is it different, a different body part in each case? No, there have been some... There have there been multiple cases of overlap, yeah. Different things. But when you've got that many cases, there's about... There, there's, there's about... There's, there have been about... There have been 13, 14 cases mm-hmm. in the last year. Are the body parts still there, or are they... No, they are, they are removed. So oh, so could... they've been taken, and the remains of the what's, the rest of the body was what was left. Was just left, dumped. Okay. Someone's building a golem. Well, that's what I was thinking. Someone's <laughs> collecting all oh, of these. <laughs> well, and the bodies see, do seem to have, the body seem to have been left wherever they've been killed because they have been they haven't been moved. There have been massive blood pools around, but interestingly, there haven't been many signs in the blood. There's not massive amounts of footprints left in the blood. You can see there are obviously signs that. There is a corporeal figure has done it, but it seems to be one person or one thing that's doing it. Okay, well, we should probably go and have a look at the temple first. Indeed. The church. So, do we all have our (laughs) secret identities planned? (laughs) Because we can't go in there saying who we actually are. Yes. (laughs) So, you're the priest. I am the travelling missionary. And... We're your bodyguards. <laughs> I'm going to take my flamer with me. I'm assuming that that would be okay just to have um, about my person as a missionary it would be, or priest. Yeah, if you're, you're going for a fiery missionary priest. is my background anyway. Hmm. You, you his assistant. It's not that <laughs> unusual. It's kind of like overalls um, with a coat over the top. There might Pilot? Be, there might be a bit of a bulge on my back where there's definitely not an auto gun. <laughs> I'm going to hold the autogun. I'm going to carry my flamer openly slung across my back in case of any mutants or whatnot yeah. in this kind of area, you know. I'd probably rather not be with the group. <laughs> Are you going to follow them at a, a distance? Yeah. Or just okay. watch the edges? We'll be the bodyguards. And you be the priest. I think I'd be better to fit. <laughs> you, you will probably... I don't have to dress up. I don't know. I think somebody else should be the priest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you be the priest. <laughs> you be the tech priest. No. <laughs> we'll be fine. 
Yeah. Well, do we know where this temple is? I assume. Yes, there, there are. You, you can. You've got. At, there is also in, in this, in the safe house. There is that. You have got. A, there is a small cogitator system that is has a connection, which is where you will be able to get information down from securely and be able to do basic information searches, etc. Including, you can pull up um, maps and things like that of the local area. So you can find your way there without too much trouble. As far as comms between the group, do we have just like you, earpiece? You all have standard earpiece comm beads, mm-hmm. which are good for sort of... I think they're good for about half a kilometre, really, realistically. Okay. So, Okay, the code word for come help me, I'm in trouble, is Emperor's Day. <laughs> if you are in trouble and need a code word, say Emperor's Day and we'll all come running. It's not a bad plan. Oh, that does sound quite a good one. <laughs> what are you doing here? Why, it's Emperor's Day! <laughs> it can be used in any situation. Why are you stabbing that man? Well, you see, it's Emperor's Day. <laughs> yes, you have... You, you can... the um, On foot, it's probably... It's... I mean, it's 25, 35 minutes on foot. To get to the location, because well, we can scope the local area as we yeah, you know are walking. Yeah, and you won't be out of place wandering about there. Most people around here move around on foot, so mm-hmm. there's a lot of people moving. Yeah, especially um, at least one point you've heard what sounds like um, bells or whistles, and there's a definite increase in sort of ambient noise for about half an hour, um, something... which would suggest a yeah, something to ask as well. Does strange. this area of the Underhive have a day and night cycle, or is it just permanent light? Uh, no, it, this this particular area is uh, so old, it's permanent light level, and it's yes. a sort of... Dingy light. It, it's, it, it's a permanent <laughs> sort of dingy dusk level, um, partly because all the light, the major light systems are all on the ceilings. They've got... They don't get cleaned very often. You'd probably... It'd probably be much brighter if sort of there wasn't couple of hundred years worth of grime caked onto all the lights and it's also the fact that there's so many people down here and it's so damp it does have its own cloud system and you do get rain in this yeah in this one which is quite unusual for some hive dwellers but it's it's, perpetual gloom then it's a sort of perpetual twilight gloom and it's then smoggy and occasionally raining as well for short Singlet. periods of time. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you occasionally have sunshine, I'll have you know. Yeah, you, they don't get that here. <laughs> so yeah, Spotlight. it's a permanent. <laughs> it's a permanent sort of yeah, early twi- uh, sort of early twilight light level, and right. it doesn't change okay. because if they try to change the light level in They're here, it, it would probably break. <laughs> okay, and yeah. that would also require someone to still know how it worked. Cool. Let's just head to the temple. As we walk, uh, it's suggested that both of you uh, become men who are seeking redemption on our pilgrimage, rather than bodyguards. <laughs> I just work here. <laughs> <laughs> I do not wish to look weak and require bodyguards. Also, that might give us a reason to interact with the... This mm. this faith community, whatever, whatever it is, if we're there seeking we should redemption, join the... yeah, yeah, okay. Fair 
if you're moving moving through the area, there's lots of people on foot. It's quite in places it can get quite busy. There's obviously areas that are centres like centres of the local communities, sort of where the majority of what remains of the shop sort of uh, availability food and other items etc sort of stall traders small markets that sort of pop up and each day and sort of with stuff to sell and vanish um most of the people moving around are workers either off shift or um there is still a certain amount of repair and construction work going on you see um sort of food peddlers peddling sort of largely starch rations and things that if you have any knowledge of how the imperium keeps its people fed you wouldn't necessarily be uh, entirely happy to eat the food but there's there's a lot of um there's also sort of a lot of smells a lot there doesn't seem to be sort of heat when the people are cooking it's mostly over actual fires burning some sort of sort of promethium fuels or similar there aren't sort of clean heat block energy packs or anything like that so it's it's quite smoky there's fires around a lot of people have got brazier fires and things like that out on the streets who are selling hot food to passers-by as well it and generally you find as you move around amongst the populace that a lot of people just sort of slightly glazed eyed and a bit not very responsive to the world around them. They're just sort of trudging through life. They're not really paying much attention. Certainly, the the te- as a tech priest, you get a certain amount of... As people will definitely move out of your way. There's a certain... You find actually you'll get... Even though it's busy, you get a sort of space around you. It's almost people feel like they don't want to violate your personal space too much. Um... But it's a sort of you. You kind of get the feeling they're scared of you as much as, of as respect you. So it's a kind of a reverence. It's a kind of reverence, but it's a fearful reverence. Comparatively, you whenever as you pass, you do get even the sort of if people sort of register you, you you actually get sort of bow sort of sort of gentle bows. You get a lot of people making the sign of the Aquila as you pass. You get one or two sort of who do actually come up to you and sort of ask for benedictions or ask for prayers for the Emperor's protection as you pass. Um, It does seem that the people are a little bit starved of their faith. There isn't a strong feeling of faith here compared to what you've seen in other parts of this world. You don't get that sort of you being there as a sort of symbol of the emperor's faith is sort of unexpected. Uh, not kind of unexpected, but it, it also does attract people. So as you move and almost like word gets round, you find that your your path gets a little bit more difficult as you get more you're people. You. You're attracting <laughs> more people to you who are sort of reaching out, asking for a prayer for protection, a benediction, um, or simply in some cases just just to sort of touch uh a, a hem of your like a sleeve or a trail of your cl- of your robe as you pass just as a sort of 
a little spotlight of the emperor has sort of come down and is just glowing out amongst the grey and horrible. I was <laughs> yeah. gonna say it's probably best we don't walk with those two because we. But just you like are people. you two generally you're, you're blending in okay. You're you, you're a little, both a little bit taller than the average. Everyone here is kind of feeling I'm a bit not... stunted, a little bit, <laughs> little bit short. You're definitely sort of coming out almost head. And shoulders, because both of you are quite tall, aren't you? I'm not. I'm, I'm pretty tall. average, actually. If, around He's for you, tall. you're probably you're like head and shoulders above the average. You're... Especially as you're wearing your pauldrons. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely you're you're still a little bit taller than average, but it's less obvious. You're you stick out simply because you can see you coming from any from quite a long way away over the heads of everyone else. Which is really handy because it means I know where you went. How intimidating. <laughs> Um, yeah, people sort of are just, you are, especially if you're openly carrying quite an obvious weapon. Again, you're opening people. People are just moving away from you. They're just not getting in the way. It's a, anyone who registers you is, this is more trouble than it's worth. I'm getting out of the way. Shuffle off. Yeah. So, um, these market stalls are around. I'm going to go up to one that looks slightly less rubbish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and basically just buy a drink or pie whatever it is they're selling and just trying this particular you know, one whatever it is. this particular one seems to have um effectively meat kebabs over a open fire and it's sort of, it's actually quite an enticing smell Best rat it is quite an enticing smell um probably even worse um of yep. actual it, this particular one seems to attract quite a few people because it's actual hot cooked meat Rather than some of the other possible things. What the meat is, is not. Like a deer? I, I'm, I'm assuming we've got some local currency. <laughs> I think the, the mystery is solved. <laughs> I'm assuming we've got some local currency. Yes. All right. I will. You've been on world for. I will enough. buy it and try and have a bit of a chat with him and um, perhaps inquire about things. Hmm? He. This what animal is this? <laughs> no, no. Be your first Basically, question. just trying to ask about Darius. He, he, he uh, the sort of, it's a sort of, um, and all the mur- and all the murders. It's a youngish, youngish guy, but he looks about probably about twice as old as he actually is. Um, sort of pulls a couple of these sort of skewers off the sprayer and sort of hands them up to you as he pulls another couple out and go and and sort of basically ask for what. Anywhere else would be small change. It's like yeah, yeah. Half, no, I will hand him half a credit. He asked for <laughs> yeah. It basically, it's like effectively imperial small change. Um, uh, as he sort of hands it up to you, yeah, here's kind of best... without obviously making it obvious that I've got probably a lot more. Mm-hmm. Kind of, uh, and thank I'll, you. I'll hand him a little bit extra and ask about Darius and the murders. Uh, thank you, good sir. Good. It's nice to see someone who recognises well-cooked food. Oh, yeah, just come back from the plant. It smells amazing. Long shift, eh? Long shift. Uh, 16 hours. Ah, yes. Yes, they always get longer, never shorter, don't they? Always. The overseas never seem to work it. Of course not, of course not. But if you ever need it, I'm always here, day or night. My shift is whenever people are out and about. Have you heard much about these murders? Oh, the horrible ones. It's yeah, missing. Yeah, I'll fake a shiver. <laughs> yes, yes. Amateur yes. dramatics. <laughs> yes, yes, I've heard. We've all heard of those. 
I've people keep it's weird. I keep occasionally some of the the newcomers keep looking at keep out my way. I think they think it's me. Sometimes I think they think it's me because I've got meat. But oh yeah, I've, I'll kind of look at the meat. <laughs> no, 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 sir. It's it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Finest recycled amble that is. Oh, good going in these parts. Ah uh, well. It's amazing what the sump hunters come up with. Oh, God. <laughs> it's but... sewage, sewage meat, that one. <laughs> Recycled poo meat. <laughs> That's my favourite kind of poo yeah. meat. Favourite kind of poo meat. But yes, yes, these horrible things I've been hearing. That's the title for the episode, poo meat. <laughs> Recycled. You heard much Recycled about what's going on? I will say inquiring. Now, let's see... Let's see how. Uh, are you are you suggesting that there might be something more forthcoming for him if he if he does not? Yes, I am strongly hinting. Inquiry, twiddling, twiddling a coin. <laughs> Inquiry oh, test. Fellowship. Ooh, a ten. Um, that, I was going to say it's it's probably a, a fairly easy test, so it's a plus twenty. All right, so that'll be fifty-five, sixty-five, seventy-five, six degrees six of success. Six degrees of success. Wow, okay. I have inquiry plus ten and talented inquiry. He he, he um he sort of leans in and goes, "Would you care for another one, perhaps, sir?" I will hand him a couple more coins than it's actually worth. Thank you very much. Oh, yes, yes, you were saying about these murders. Terrible, terrible, terrible things, these murders, yes. Yeah, all over the place we've heard them being. But strange, one happens and then nothing for a month. And then all of a sudden, another one happens. And you know what they never mention? First of the month, sir. Every first of the month, one of them happens, someone's found. All blood gone from them, bits missing, horrible stuff. What's the date now? <laughs> it's the first. My character will it's know, but yeah. I'm not asking him. It's currently. Uh, it is current... well, It's Emperor's Day. It's current. It is currently the 16th day of a 36-day cycle. Okay, so one's not due for a little while. No, it's okay. about another 20 days. Or Twenty so. days stop a murder. <laughs> okay, then just pass a point. Have you been to uh, the new the new church that's popped up? Oh no, no, I I'm, I I went the once. Met uh, I went the once, but I I have long been going to the uh, the chapel of his uh, of his grace's tears, and I uh, I prefer my own my own priest. But there are many here who who seem to like the uh, the Father Darius. He's He's a very uh, personable man. All right. Cool. Well, cheers for the grub. I always come back. If you ever need something hot, I'm always here. Oh, if you hear anything. Keep oh, I, I, keep, keep. Come, come on back and see me whenever, sir. I'll let you know if I, I'll keep my ear to the, keep my ear to the ground. I'll flick him a coin. Thank you very much. And walk <laughs> off. An imperial grot. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Well, it's much money to him. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, as you sort of, I'm guessing you sort of, as you keep wandering through, you notice yeah. more as you're getting closer to the centre. The architecture around you, although it's grubby and dirty, the buildings are starting to look a bit like they were made better. 
there's less holes in the buildings. The buildings still seem to be in better condition, but it's not because they've been repaired, but it's because they were built better originally. Mm. And you can still see elements of sort of archaic high imperial architecture. So more pointed sort of gothic arches in buildings, more overhanging roofs rather than just squat have block boxes, more decorative elements like the odd pillars around the corners of things, more um, gargoyles still in place, sort of hanging off of rooftops and things like that. And as you come down a road, you see at a crossroads point, there was is a, a statue, a pillar with a, um, a statue on the top. The, this seems to be um, a sort of square. And there's two big buildings that seem to dominate either side of this sort of crossroads. One has... It's a bit faded and a bit... Um, it was obviously once actually possibly painted and decorated. You can see in some of the windows elements of stained glass still in some of the windows. Um, but what's strange is this isn't stone or concrete or rockcrete. This is fronted, the entire thing is fronted in bronze or copper. Mm. And above the sort of a big set of doors or set into one corner of the building is the cog and skull symbol of the Mechanicum. So it seems that this was once a, or may still be even, a temple or a um, a seminary or something of the tech priests. Mm. Opposite it is what was obviously what a, a building that obviously once was a imperial chapel. You can see that it something has happened to it. It's burnt. Part of the building is blackened. The roof has gone from part of it. But you can see that the rest of... About half the building is still good. It's got Aquila's sort of in relief in stonework above doorways. It's got... You can see probably what was the beginning part of a dome or a spire or a tower in the centre that's about still there. But it's not there. But you can see over the top it has been sort of re-roofed with metal sheeting and possibly plastics, whatever was available. But you can see quite a lot of movement around it. And you can see that people have been painting Aquilas and writing Imperial uh, slogans and prayers onto the burnt part of the building. Mm. Um, and at the front, there is uh, there are one or two people in sort of dark blue robes that are quite obviously... Um, they're the same colour as the sort of workers' overalls, but they're um, better cut. They're, they're well, they're definitely robes rather than that, rather than sort of super okay. like work suits or anything. Like priestly robes, uh, kind of. Fairly simple things, but they've definitely got aquillas around their necks, like hanging on chains around their necks, uh, and they seem to be sort of inviting people in or welcoming or talking to people as they pass. Um, as you take in this square, there's there's obviously in the centre there's this 
sort of pillar statue. Um, and there's a figure on top that's obviously been there a very long time. And it's sort of a little bit melted because you get rain down here, but with all the thing chemical, it's often quite acidic. acidic and chemical rains that occasionally sluice through from the roof. In some cases, because some sluice or system higher up the hive has been rooted through, and so you just get these sudden downpours of whatever's been flushed through the system and happens to come out of something in the roof. So, yeah, it's a nice place, this one. But there is a statue, and as you get closer, there's something that sort of draws you to this statue in the centre. There's a sort of figure on top. I'll give you all of you. Give me perception tests. Honestly. It's the Inquisitor. <laughs> oh, Daddy wants some yes, pair of gloves. Just. Is it just for flat perception? Flat perception. It's quite yeah, difficult to make out. I failed. Uh, I passed about. by no degrees. Passed by no degrees. Uh, I failed by two. <laughs> My perception is quite good. Thirty-nine. Two degrees. Two degrees. Yeah. Well. Oh, there eagle eyes. You recognise something. You recognise it as uh, as the, not so much what who the figure might be, but the stance and the sort of the style of it suggests that this is a something like an imperial saint or something or uh, or similar. The, the the stance and everything suggests that sort of a standard positioning that would suggest a figure, sort of one arm outstretched, one perhaps holding a weapon or a something into the body and there is definitely the suggestion of a halo around the the sort of back of the head okay um can i do anything with common or ecclesiarchy or imperial creed you can you can you can have a think who might be important to this world i have both of those can you actually give me a tech use test please bug you you walk around the side with the label on it and so read. Intelligence <laughs> plus 10, right? You notice, <laughs> Sam, you notice that the figure, you catch sight of something, and it's sort of around the, the base of it, that around the base of the figure's sort of feet, what could be stones are definitely skulls. But they're 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 definitely they're sort of human skulls, and there seems to be a sort of um, four of them, one facing in each direction out, mm-hmm. and you're fairly sure there's something carved onto the forehead of each skull, but it's been sort of obscured over time. Okay. So how did I you? I pass by one degree. You pass by one degree. There is something else that. Um, you notice as it, it's. I mean, the, the, the statue, the figure for you is, is not of great interest. But what's interesting to you is you notice a slight rainbow shimmer above it. Okay. That suggests that while this figure has been, the statue has obviously been damaged over a very long period of time, there is now something like an energy shield that is being generated from somewhere above it that's actually designed to keep the worst of whatever weather, whatever might, weather so might happen. some kind of a shield to repel all of this corrosive... Corrosive stuff. atmosphere to protect okay. the statue. Seems to have been set up around it. And that is something that only the tech priest would do, which is mm. quite interesting considering there's something that looks like a 
mm. Mechanicus Shrine, sort of next door to an Imperial mm. Church, and they seem to have both come together to do something for this this statue. So this is a previously neglected statue that is being that is now subsequently being being protected, and it seems to be being intriguing. helped by the Imperial. By the Mechanicum to do okay. this. Okay, so I, I'm I'm going to want to move over to this this shrine then and go and see if there's anybody there that I can talk to. Before I do that, before mm-hmm. I actually go and ask anybody, I'm going to see if I can determine from this. It's, it's visible to me. This halo, it's, is you it? kind of you can kind of you're, it's that you're used to seeing shield effects because out okay. in space it's it's so they're sort of fairly common, but it's this sort of. Um, it's almost like oil on water rainbow effect. Okay. That sort of just occasionally is visible in the air around it. Only visible to me. Yeah, you're the one you've noticed. Oh, it. I see. No one else can has I spotted use, it. If I if I use my all specs, can I determine the source of that? Can I? You can try. Kind of because I'd like before I question people about it, I'd like to know who to try ask. know. Yeah, or 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 even if I if I can determine the source, and then yeah. if somebody. Provides me the situation. I'll, I'll know roughly whether or not they're telling me the truth. So yeah, no, you can try that. Okay. Have you two got plans as well? Because <laughs> I'll phone Lim. So. Fair enough. Lim, not Lim. Trying to work out who the person is in the statue. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. So how did you do? I failed. Which one am I running on? Ecclesiaki um, or Imperial Creed? Probably Imperial Creed. Uh, seven. Yeah, yeah. statue got skulls on. Loads of stuff has skulls on. There's loads of statues. Not really that interesting. Um, Can't nick it. Intelligence. <laughs> yes, most of the uh, yeah. most of the the law skills yeah. are on your intelligence. Uh, two degrees. Two degrees. You th- you you have a you sort of have a little bit of a think, mm. and there is one saint that comes to mind from your knowledge of the local population. There was a a local sort of early settler to this world um, who was later canonized and is the reason that there is a that there is a cardinal on this world um, because he was the first car it was the first um, priest bishop of the original settlers. Who built? Who helped build the original the original the church of the Emperor suffering? Mm-hmm. Um, and he was. There were later in after he died, he was in. He was buried in that cathedral. He was, his tomb was there, and his tomb to his tomb was attributed miracles of protection of healing. Uh, there were stories of. Um, Locals who were injured by uh, falling mace, like falling masonry during the building of um, the building of the city, who were brought to this church, and who were laid and left, laid out on the altar with what were expected to be life-threatening injuries. Who people would come back the next morning and discover them asleep and completely healed. Spooky. So um, this one was he was um, he was posthumously made a cardinal and a saint. Nice. Um, his name, the original name of the priest, is has been lost over time. But he uh, locally 
he is known as the he's known as the the life giver or the um the well he's known as the bishop of the uh, the bishop of suffering and sometimes the saint of suffering nice wholesome mm. Mm. being the place rather mm. than the yeah <laughs> Okay. So um, it's it's reasonable to assume that that may be it, given that that this is this yeah. would be a a, an, a a probable person for who the statue is sort of giving is okay. depicting. And these guys in the blue robes are outside the door of, of the a, same uh, building that uh, he's on. No, he uh, he's on a pillar. He, he's on a like a, a pillar in the center of this sort of crossroads square. Okay. Yeah, I think and Wilson's then called. yeah, yeah, and then the. The building of the um, the actual building is sort of off to is on one side of this square, and then you've got the temple opposite, the Mechanicus temple opposite, and then the other buildings around it are a little bit. They have that same sort of slightly improved ornamentation still. They're they're, they're a little bit bigger. The the windows are a bit bigger. It all feels a little bit grander. It just has faded and been lost over time as this place has just been left behind and everyone but the locals have just stopped caring and the locals don't really have the time to care properly Fair. but yeah you sort of you're drawn to this when from the the sound from the, the the temple there is the sound of a single bell starts to ring and it's a sort of sonorous ring starts to echo out and you see people start to move towards it. And as sort of you, the local sort of population are moving towards it, you see a figure in the same sort of blue robe, but with a white stole hanging round his, his neck. Which is impressive in itself. Which is quite impressive in itself. It is, and it, it is gleaming white. It is perfectly clean white. Mm. And it stands out in this place quite impressively. Sort of steps out onto it and you hear him start to chant an imperial hymn and that's where we'll leave it for tonight <laughs> I shoot him <laughs> uh, I hope you all enjoyed that I hope everyone out there watching enjoyed that I uh, hope you, you all come back to see what happens next in our when John shoots him when uh, <laughs> we introduce we introduce our player our player group to the new preacher, and let's see if he manages to survive contact with the Inquisition. Yeah, I've had a really bad <laughs> idea about how to catch our murderer, so... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I've got lots of blood, I hope nothing happens to it. <laughs> well, I hope you all enjoyed that. Yep. Thank you, thank, every, thank you guys for coming along and playing with the madness of the 41st millennium. Thank everyone. For, I hope everyone watching has enjoyed themselves. Yeah. And we will look forward to seeing you all again soon on the edge of the Emperor's Light. Bye. Bye.